0: You're listening to Unlikable Female Characters, the podcast featuring feminist thriller writers in conversation about women who don't give a damn if you like them. I'm Kristen Lepianca and I'm here with Lane Fargo. Hello. And our third counterpart is absent today. She's taking care of her sick kid, and we hope she gets better very soon. Um, but so we're, you've got the, the Midwesterners here coming to you from the cold depths of winter, And it's been crazy lately, hasn't it, with this weather?
1: It's been so insane. It's uh, like freezing, freezing cold. And then it'll be in the 40s and everything melts. And then it freezes again. So everything's like an ice rink. And now it's snowing again in Chicago. I'm like over it. I'm
0: done. (laughs) Yes. It is not snowing here yet. I believe it is supposed to. We keep having the really cold, snowy, then really warm and then the snow melts and everything's really muddy Ooh. and then it freezes and currently um the dumpster behind my apartment building is frozen to the ground and so the <laughs> trash men can't come and get it because it's like frozen in the mud and they put like this yellow tag on it that's like sorry, frozen to the ground. <laughs> like <laughs> winter enough. Wow. Yeah, Ugh. it's ridiculous.
1: Only a few more weeks, hopefully, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes we get snow in March, I too. I know,
0: or April, or May. Who, who the fuck knows, uh, honestly. <laughs>
1: it's awful. Well, we're going to think warm thoughts. Um, and today we're going to be talking about movies instead of books. Um, since the Oscars are coming up next Sunday, we thought we would talk about some of our favorite movies of this year that included unlikable female characters. Yes. So are you a regular watcher of the Oscar ceremony, Kristen?
0: I usually am, but it also depends on how many of the movies I've seen, because it's sometimes like, I feel like last year I didn't watch because I hadn't seen very many of the ones that were nominated, Um, but this year I've seen quite a few, so I always like to sort of check in and see um, what people are saying, and I mean, I'm a lady, so of course I like fashion, Um, but that is is honestly a fun part of the Oscars. (laughs) Um, but yeah, and you are uh, a th- a theater person, so I'm sure that uh, you have a lot of friends who also watch.
1: Yes, um, yeah, and I've been obsessed with the Oscars going way back, even though they're like honestly bullshit, and <laughs> the best movie doesn't win, and right, I have like Oscar grudges going back decades. Like, I'm still mad about Kate Blanchett losing to Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, that was some <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> go to my grave angry about that. Um, But yeah, I watch every year and we actually used to have like a pretty elaborate Oscar party that we would host, but we've just has been too busy the last couple of years, but we would make like fancy popcorn. And one year we tried to make cookies that look like the Oscar statue, but they kind of look like penises.
0: It was very <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> well, I mean, that that is sort of like, it makes sense. Given, it does. <laughs> given how men are, you know, the majority of the nominations, so...
1: That's true. They just want a little gold penis to hold in their hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so this year, there are actually a lot of movies featuring interesting and uh, very unlikable female characters. So yes. I thought we would talk about a few of those. Do you want to kick off talking about some of your favorites?
0: Yes. So I really enjoyed The Wife. Um, Glenn Close was nominated for Best Actress for that. And it's basically... Wait, are spoilers okay in this discussion? I assume they are.
1: I think so. And I feel like the main spoiler in The Wife is, like, very heavily hinted at in the trailer. Um, okay,
0: I actually yeah. never saw the trailer, but that's good to know. Okay, so um, uh, the the wife in question is, she's uh, married to a man who is receiving the Nobel Prize for literature. And it is heavily hinted at uh, throughout the movie and then revealed about midway through that, Uh, she's actually the person who's been writing his books for him. And their dynamic is just so fascinating because um, he sort of thinks that uh, she's been helping him fix his work rather than like creating his work. Um, And she's just been very sort of restrained and dignified about it. And in the movie really focuses on the time when they go to Sweden to for him to receive this award. And she says to her husband, like, don't thank me in your acceptance speech, because they're as they're like meeting people and she's being introduced as his wife. Like he says, she's not a writer. People are like, oh, you're the long suffering wife. You're, you know, (sighs) the good woman behind the man. And she's just like, don't thank me and what does he do he thanks her and this like he's like this this award belongs to my wife and she's sort of like you can see this hope in her face like she's thinking oh my gosh is he going to like say what's been going on but no he just wants to say like I love her so much she's my muse and she just cannot fucking stand it and she gets up and leaves and it's awesome
1: it is awesome. I um, watched that movie, and her performance is incredible. She just has this barely contained rage, like yes. simmering under the surface. You can just like see it in her face the entire movie, and it was so affecting to me. Like I swear, five minutes into this movie, I was like also vibrating with rage yeah. right along <laughs> with her. Um, and just the thought of like as as a writer, the thought of a man or anyone, but like especially a man taking. <laughs> credit for your accomplishments for decades like oh my god like I can not think of much that would be worse. And he was such a he's such a frustrating character. Like he just is so deluded about what's what's going on and I just wanna smack him. They have flashbacks as well of like when they were younger and when they met and I just like wanna punch him in the face. (laughs) I know
0: he's he's terrible. And at one point um so when Glenn Close's character Joan is in college she goes to a reading of another uh, another author, a female writer, who is sort of very discouraging to her about like don't even bother trying to get published. And I actually I hated that scene a lot. I wish that had not been a woman telling her that. Um,
1: yeah, I mean it makes it so much more interesting and awful that it is. But yeah. yeah, I know what you mean.
0: Yeah, but like she she's this talented writer who like at that time, which it was like the late fifties when she was in college and trying to decide what she was going to be as a person. Um, so like, yeah, it, it was more difficult for women to get published. It still may be, um, but like she never even tries uh, really. Mm-hmm. Like she just puts everything behind her husband um, who was her professor and is like, you know, just f- so full of shit, the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, but her performance is really incredible. That that simmering steely fury.
1: Yeah, and it is it is interesting how much she does does it to herself basically, like yeah. the, through the choices that she makes. Like you say she doesn't try to pursue publication. She agrees to rewrite her husband's first book for him and then like continue helping him in that way and um like there are so many moments where if she kind of stood up for herself it wouldn't have turned out this way but it's all these social pressures on her and like the way that he's pressuring her and so it's not like I don't want to like sit here and say it's her fault but I love
0: how complex it is like that it's not just
1: these monstrous people doing this to her like she's been very complicit in her own oppression
0: (laughs) yes and like part of That the scene where she tells him like she's she's just read his first novel and like she she thinks it's bad and they have this argument. And really, she's very, you know, concerned with like, please don't leave me, um, which like motivates her to sort of take on this role of helping him with his career. uh, She doesn't want to be sort of like alone, which I think is is interesting, much more interesting that that's a choice that she makes rather than like him... Forcing her to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: my favorite character in the whole movie, though, is his first wife, who like sees his bullshit and is like, "Bye." <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Doesn't yeah.
1: she even? She like thanks Joan for like taking him off her hands yes. at one point. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes. Yeah. You dodged a bullet there. Right. I mean, they have a kid together, but like, still, she got out. Yeah, she <laughs> got <for> out.
0: <laughs> and she's only like on screen for like a split second, but like, she's very like. She's very uh memorable. She is. Yeah. There's She's also the real hero. Yes, she is. Uh there's also sort of a theme through the the book. So, um her husband's first novel is called The Walnut, and he's it's like a, a piece from his real life where he's like always having holding this walnut and he like writes love notes on walnuts, the thing. Um, and there's this great scene where Joan discovers that while they're there in Sweden, he was about to, you know, write this little love note on a walnut and give it to this young lady photographer who has been following him around uh, as part of the the Nobel ceremony. And she just like she's they kind of wrestle over this walnut. She grabs it. She sees that there's something written on it and she just like chucks it at him. And I (laughs) love that scene so much that's the other thing too like he's cheating
1: on her throughout their entire marriage and he's like not hot like i don't understand why all these young women <laughs> no. want to fuck him like what's going on but i know that happens in in real life it mystifies me in real life too. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and he doesn't even have like it's not like he is inexplicably charismatic he's like not he's no he's awful he's terrible oh but yeah he for 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 someone who is relying so heavily on his wife's talent and also her willingness to go along with this nonsense he treats her very badly throughout the course of their marriage with all of these affairs like that is just you know he's so ungrateful to her mm-hmm. which is like of course he is like he thinks that she's just like helping him he doesn't understand that she she is what people think he is so
1: yeah Anyway, the wife is great. Everyone should see it. But yes. he's terrible, and uh, I really like. I watched that movie, and then um, I think for like half an hour afterwards, was like screaming, ranting about <laughs> the guy in it to my partner, who was just like sitting there, like, like, yeah, honey, I agree. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry on behalf of men.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, good stuff.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's see, one of my favorite unlikable female character movies that I saw this year, which I know you haven't seen Kristen, but we'll just talk about it briefly anyway, um, is Can You Ever Forgive Me?, which stars Melissa McCarthy, and she's nominated for Best Actress, which I think is very well-deserved. Um, so this movie is about a another writer, actually, who um, she used to have uh, some novels published, and now she's kind of fallen on hard times. And... Um, Oh, this is based on a real person, and I'm like forgetting her. Oh, Lee Israel, that's her name. Uh, you can see how prepared I am for this podcast <laughs> today. But I saw this movie a couple months ago, and I um, don't remember a lot of the details now, but it's so she's fallen on hard times, and she starts forging letters from literary greats like um, Dorothy Parker, F. Scott Fitzgerald, like people like that. She studies uh their actual letters and buys like typewriters that match the typewriter that they used and gets like old paper so they look legit and uh types up all of these forged letters and sells them um so she's like this kind of amazing scam artist and what i love about this movie is she's like a deeply unpleasant person and even though over the course of the movie she she grows and changes and learns some things like it's not like she's this static character who doesn't change at all, but she is just as unpleasant at the end <laughs> as she is at the beginning. I mean she's just terrible. Uh, and I love that the movie just lets her be terrible.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I really want to see this. Uh, I like had plans to see it more than once that wound up falling through and then it wasn't in the theaters here anymore. so uh, but that's definitely on my list to watch soon
1: yeah and what else what else is really great about uh can you ever forgive me is it has one of the most perfect uh story structures I've ever seen that matches up with the uh save the cat beat sheet that Wendy and I are always going on about it's like there's like a literal cat involved and it (laughs) follows each of the beats like perfectly oh my god that's awesome you could study it it's beautiful (laughs) um yeah it's uh, also directed by a woman, which I think is part of the reason that the main character was allowed to be so unpleasant right. and kind of uh, like they don't do anything to make her look beautiful or, or anything. Like she looks very frumpy throughout, um, <laughs> unapologetically so. Yeah. And yeah, it was I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's like a delightful movie with very unpleasant people in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the best type of movie, right? The best type, of course. yes. Um, we should also talk about Widows, which was not nominated, which is wrong. So wrong. I'm really
1: angry about this. Because um, <laughs> especially for the performances, because like all the actresses in Widows are just incredible. I mean, Viola Davis, obviously, but like everybody in that movie. Yes. It's fantastic. I don't know. Best Actress was like a really difficult race this year, though. I feel like there are a lot of strong contenders. So... I guess. I don't know. But it's like Viola Davis is the best actor or actress in like any year if she does a movie at all. Like She should <laughs> yeah. get an Oscar, basically. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. Um, she's amazing. And her her performance it is also sort of similar to the wife in the the controlled rage element, mm-hmm. uh, which she just is so good at. And her face is so expressive.
1: Yes. Yeah. So Widows, if anyone has not seen it, um, is what was co-written by Gillian Flynn, our fave. Yes, (laughs) Um, She wrote it with Steve McQueen, uh, who's also directed it. And it's about these four women who their husbands are criminals and they get killed on a job gone wrong. And then the women decide to... um, try and carry out this like last heist that viola davis's husband had planned uh in order to pay off these bad guys who are after them so they're basically taking over the criminal mantle from their husbands anyway it's great and it was uh filmed in chicago so of course it was fun for me to see all the chicago locations but yeah, I don't know why it wasn't nominated. It's was a tough year, I guess. I don't know, though, if Green Book can be nominated for <laughs> fucking many awards Green Book is nominated for. Right. <laughs> you, like, spare some for Widows. Right. Ugh. <clears throat> yeah. Actually, I actually haven't seen that, but I, I hate it, even though I haven't seen it. I
0: Actually, I have seen it. It was a uh, a family outing. Oh, great. Um, And it was, like, the movie is enjoyable, but then it seems like a very problematic portrayal of the characters is very much from the perspective of the white guy and a lot of it like in what I've read about it is not true Um, but let's give credit where credit is due and Mahershala Ali is fantastic in everything. Yeah so, and he's such an amazing actor. Yeah, like,
1: I want to see it just for him but I can't like all the um speeches they gave at the Golden Globes when they inexplicably won a lot of awards there <laughs> were like this is the kind of movie w- that we all need in these like trying political times that'll like bring us together and help us understand each other, even <laughs> if we disagree. And I'm just like, fuck yeah, off. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how we're going to solve our political problems right now. No. Like understanding the other side. I don't want to, under- I mean, I do understand them. Right. That's like
0: the problem. Like we-, we totally do. We, we understand. We do. <laughs> but th- I think
1: Green Book is going to be like this year's crash my other oscar mm. grudge that crashed one instead of brookback mountain
0: oh Ugh. i forgot about that
1: yeah i try to forget about it but i can't <laughs> i'm still so angry <laughs> <laughs> that was back when i was in college and i used yeah. to have uh oscar viewing parties in my dorm room and i remember like all my friends and i like screaming at the tv when that <laughs> So shall we talk about the best movie of the year? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, do you agree with me that this is the best movie of the year? I do, yes. Okay, so now we are going to talk about my favorite movie of this year and possibly the last several years, The Favorite. Yes. So Kristen, do you want to tell the people what The Favorite is about if they have not had the pleasure of watching this movie yet? Yes,
0: so The Favorite is like a fictionalized version of... um, the story of Queen Anne from the early 1700s in England and Queen Anne was a sort of, um, passive leader. (laughs) That is, that is true. (laughs) But where, where the movie, um, sort of deviates from history is that it's really about, uh, this battle for her affection between two women who are in her court. We've got, sarah who's played by rachel weiss uh and has been the duchess of marbury for some time and sort of like secretly controlling a lot of the queen's decisions and then they are they've been they were childhood friends i believe and have just sort of like been very close including uh romantically sexually close um Mm -hmm. for a long time and then suddenly Abigail, who is a distant relation of Sarah's, arrives at the palace needing a job, and she seems like a sort of simpering waif type person compared to Sarah, who's very, like, commanding and determined, and Sarah definitely does not think Abigail poses any sort of threat to her, but then a battle of wills sort of pops up between the two of them as they are vying for power and control and it is witty and beautifully shot and so compelling
1: mm-hmm. and just great characters uh for these three actresses um, emma stone plays abigail and mm-hmm. i i've always liked emma stone but like this was next level from her, oh like, yeah this is her best performance i think
0: agree yes
1: um this movie i didn't see it for a while uh and multiple people mentioned it to me that we should feature it on the podcast like several of my friends were like you need to see this the characters are so unlikable like (laughs) you have to talk about it on your podcast and i was like yeah yeah i'll get to it and then i got a screener from a friend of mine who's in the screen actors guild Mm -hmm. and i was actually so glad that i watched it at home and not in the theater because i was cackling with delight (laughs) the entire time i was watching it just like Oh my God, it's so funny. It's so funny and so fucked up and like surreal and (laughs) weird. And they're just all so awful.
0: (laughs) They really are. Like they're awful in different ways. And um, like Sarah is awful because she is like really taking advantage of Anne not being totally present in the moment. She's got a lot of health problems and she's also extremely self-indulgent and whiny. Um, and Sarah really just sort of like takes charge and controls her. And then Abigail seems to be a much softer, kinder person, but underneath that she is just as conniving. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Anna's sort of, you know, caught in the middle of that, but just really like letting herself be caught in the middle of it. Um, yeah, the ladies are just wonderful.
1: Yeah, Anne definitely enjoys them fighting over her, which is yes. another interesting dimension yeah. of it. She, like, plays them off of each other. Yes. And one of my other favorite things about this movie as well is that the men in it are all, like, more the frivolous and ornamental characters. Yes, with the their way that floofy women wigs are. and their, yeah.
0: <laughs> their froofy outfits and they're all just, like, ridiculous people.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they're, we, they're, like, wearing makeup and the women really aren't wearing yes. much makeup in most of the scenes. And the men are wearing, like, the kind of white, Face and like eye makeup and beauty marks and everything. And there's one scene where Sarah is uh like having a conflict with I forget his character's name, but Nicholas Holt's character who's like a leader of the political opposition mm-hmm. and he gets really upset and she's like, Your mascara is running. <laughs> like, go clean yourself up, which is just oh it's so delicious to see a woman say that to a man. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they get all uh Like, one of the the men goes to try and, uh, like, hook up with Abigail, and he gets all, like, fancy with his, like, big wig and (laughs) fancy makeup and shows up at her room, and she, like,
0: wipes off his makeup. (laughs) I love that scene. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. I saw that movie because um, my girlfriend, Joanna, we always joke that she likes to watch movies in a certain genre that I call Old Mr. Somebody, where it's just, like, I mean... Like, I am the first to admit that, like, when it comes to reading classic literature, like, I haven't read a lot of it. And I um, don't have a good palate for it, I guess. And so anytime there's, like, a... I don't even know how to describe it other than Old Mr. Somebody. But a movie set in, you know, a sort of olden days with kings and romance. Like, that type of movie. Like, we see a lot of those movies. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was initially why we made plans to see this but then the more I saw the delicious previews for it I was just like this movie has like it has a a dirty soul it does (laughs) (laughs) that was really enjoyable to to watch um yeah it's just fantastic
1: it's very dark and biting and just kind of merciless
0: (laughs) it really is (laughs) just like the
1: characters yeah I um i always talk about how i'm uh like a slytherin like my hogwarts house is slytherin mm-hmm. and these this is like the most slytherin movie i've ever seen like all <laughs> of these women are like proud members of house slytherin and yes. i them
0: oh yes i totally agree and there's like at one point abigail tries to point well she does poison sarah uh presumably to murder her um and there's just a lot of like you know that type of th- they're not this is not like a a casual battle for Anne's affection. This is like all out war.
1: Yeah, well, part of it is like this is the only kind of power that these women could have getting in favor with the queen. If they're not in favor with the queen, then they're just going to be like someone's wife. Or in Abigail's case, um, her backstory is that she was a lady and then her father went bankrupt and like basically sold her to this man who like raped her for years. And um, so she's like desperate to get Back to her old position in the nobility mm-hmm. and sees this as her only way to do so. Um, and Sarah, like she has a position, but she's very concerned about losing it and going back to just being a rich man's wife and you know having tea parties or whatever. Like she really enjoys her political power and doesn't want to give it up. And this is their their only avenue to attain or hold on to that. Yes.
0: And it is brilliantly acted by everyone. Olivia Coleman plays. Queen Anne and she's just so funny <laughs> in every like she, oh my god I mean I really just want to like have the the movie be this podcast so people could like experience it <laughs> uh, but yeah it's just it's just so good
1: her performance is so like vanity free as well like she just really goes there
0: <laughs> she really does like she's very she's so she's got a lot of health problems and at one point, like, there's a scene of her sort of, like, binge eating this cake and then she sort of just, like, turns to the side and, like, vomits into a bowl and then resumes eating the cake. Like, it's just, like...
1: Yeah, the best part of that is there's, like, a guy who's holding yeah. the bowl and, like, runs up just in time yes. and then, like, backs away. <laughs> That's the life, man. Um right. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite scenes is... Um, Abigail marries this young nobleman through her, like, machinations and their wedding night. (laughs) Do you remember this? (laughs) So um, he's, like, sitting on the bed, like, he's, like, thinking he's going to get laid because it's their wedding night. And she's, like, kind of pacing around, talking to herself, like, scheming about what she's going to do about Sarah. And she finally just, like, sits down on the bed and starts, like, jerking him off, like, to shut him up, basically. (laughs) (laughs) and keeps scheming she's just like continuing to talk to herself and scheme and he's he yeah I was I I don't know I found that relatable I feel like like as (laughs) I'm always like plotting and like thinking of things and sometimes like people you know want your attention and you're just like oh my god like go away like
0: yeah (laughs) I can't talk I have to scheme
1: (laughs) yeah I have to scheme like leave me alone so she's multitasking I respect a bit you can multitask yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah everyone should see this movie um if you like unlikable female characters like this is <laughs> the movie of the year
0: <clears throat> yes it's it truly is and it, w- what's so great about it is that like all three of the the leads are unlikable women so there's not like the movie is not playing one likable character off of an unlikable character like they're all awful <laughs>
1: and are there any likable characters in the favorite i
0: mean no the bunnies, the bunnies are very <laughs> likeable. Rabbits are very, very likeable. Yes, <laughs> but
1: otherwise,
0: no. Like everyone's just terrible. I love it. It's so oh good.
1: My God. Mm. <laughs> I'll be interested to see how it does at the Oscars, though, because like it's up for Best Picture, and then the actresses are all nominated. But it's kind of weird. Like Olivia Colman, who plays the Queen, is nominated for Best Actress, and then. Emma Stone and Rachel Weiss are nominated for best supporting even though they're more the lead. Yeah. I, yeah, so I, I don't know that any of them are going to win. I think Olivia has the best chance, but probably Glenn Close is going to Yeah. going to take it. Oh, Glenn Close has like no Oscars though, right? Is that yeah, true? Yeah, I
0: think that is true and which is shocking, like yeah. because she's excellent in everything.
1: Yeah, she's incredible. She's like a legend. So, I would be totally fine with her
0: winning yes, for sure. Definitely.
1: Um <clears throat> yeah the favorite is it's interesting if you go read reviews of it on like imdb or rotten tomatoes or amazon or whatever like it's very divisive there's a lot of like the like top rating and then like one star i hated this like there doesn't seem to be a lot of in between um people either just love it or can't stand it and um my favorite review i've read of the favorite though is on amazon (laughs) i should have put a link to this in the show notes or something there's this guy who interviewed who um reviewed it rather and he is complaining about how it's not historically accurate which like who fucking cares first of all but his main criticism is he's like sarah sarah churchill and the queen could not have been sleeping together they weren't lesbians they were both married to men and (laughs) children with men Well, that's totally conclusive, then. <laughs> totally conclusive. I'm like, who's going to tell him about bisexuality? Right. Like, he clearly doesn't know no. who's going to tell him. Oh it's my not going to be me, No, someone should <laughs> tell
0: him. Someone should. Dude needs <laughs> he, to know. Like,
1: It's like a very elaborate review, too. Like, he goes on at length. There are like many bullet points about the historical inaccuracies. And um, I'm just like, wow, you have a lot of time on your hands, <laughs> right. man. Oh,
0: my God. That
1: is amazing. And I love movies like this that sort of play fast and loose with history, like, like we never we're never going to know exactly what was accurate anyway so like why not have fun with it right
0: well right like you can't you can't say oh this is not accurate you can say we don't know because like we don't know we don't know (laughs) like what really went on behind closed doors in like any historical time period like we live in a world now where everybody knows everything but that's really new (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know so like even you know 50 years ago, there's no way of saying. And so for people to act like, oh, well, I'm the expert, it's very silly.
1: It's very silly. But this man on the internet wanted to tell this movie that it was wrong. So. <laughs> <sighs> well, I got a kick out of it anyway. Yeah, that's um, pretty
0: It's pretty special. Did you see um, Mary Queen of Scots? I did, actually. Um, so there is a character in the movie. Um, oh, I don't remember who plays her, but uh, the... The historical figure uh, is named Bess of Hardwick, and I am extremely very, very distantly descended of Bess of Hardwick. Really? Yes. That's cool. Yes. (laughs) So it's always fun to to consume narratives of sort of Queen Elizabeth's court that involve Bess of Hardwick because she's like my 12th great-grandmother or something. Um, But that's another movie that, like, not – so much on the historical accuracy but i think very um very good at sort of showcasing the strong personalities and playing them off of each other and i think the the tone of it accomplished more than a historically accurate version of that time in history would have if that makes sense
1: yeah, I enjoyed that movie. I like it was definitely flawed, but the performances were great and it was like visually stunning. Um and yes. because I am a fan of the TV show on the CW Rain about Mary Queen of Scots, this movie seemed very accurate to me because Rain is
0: ridiculously <laughs> inaccurate. I did not know that that show existed. Now I'm I need to watch that. <laughs>
1: it's it's absurd. It's um it's like Gossip Girl goes to the Renaissance Fair. Oh my God! Absurd. But okay. I love I'm it. I'm there. I'm watching it uh, tonight. You should. <laughs> um, and Megan follows uh, from I think that's her name who played Anna Green Gables back in the day. But mm-hmm. she's like a you know famous Canadian actress and director. Um, she plays Catherine de Medici. Oh. And she's the best part of the show. She's incredible. <laughs> There's a scene where she tries to kill Mary with a poison bath bomb. Oh my it's
0: God. A particular- <laughs> A particular favorite of mine, so you have that to look forward to. Oh, this is just the best news I've ever had. I'm so excited. <laughs> I haven't seen
1: the fourth season. Um, there are only four seasons and I haven't seen the last one yet, but I need to watch it. But I was a big, very devoted fan for many years there. That sounds <laughs> fantastic.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> I hope you enjoy. Um yeah, Mary Queen of Scots was really interesting too because it was directed by a woman but written by a man Mm -hmm. and you could kind of see the like like there was a lot of stuff in there um that seemed to be coming from a very female perspective like there's a lot of talk about like periods and sex and stuff (laughs) that you don't usually see in uh in movies like that that's
0: true yeah that is true
1: but it was all a little like it didn't I don't know it just like wasn't quite authentic to me probably because it was written by a guy
0: right sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah I did enjoy it it is visually stunning um from the the sets to the costuming is really lovely and um Sersha Ronan is that her name? Sersha, yeah. Uh, yeah, well she is fantastic uh and like her hair is like its own character, I feel it like. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh it was a, it was interesting that there were two movies about like British royalty of a certain era that were kind of out at the same time with The Favorite and Mary, Queen of Scots.
1: That's true. I feel like that happens a lot, though. Haven't we had an Oscar season before where there were, like, two movies about Queen Elizabeth? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Mm, Maybe. They love, yeah, the Oscars love movies about royalty Mm -hmm. and movies about slavery. (laughs) Sadly, yes. Sadly, yes. And movies about uh, pretty women making themselves ugly, like Shirley's <laughs> Throne and Monster. Right. Uh, Yeah. The Oscars are very, like, frustrating. Like, I want them to be better. <laughs> <laughs> but yet I watch every year.
0: Well, I think it's really interesting that, like, like, the idea of beautiful women making themselves ugly for a role, like, do they know, do the Oscars know that that's not the acting part like no that's, they don't know that's costume that's not the same as a good performance uh and it, like that should not be like oh wow that person looks really different that should not be like a factor that goes into deciding if a performance was good
1: yeah but when they do that with actors too like if they gain weight for the role or lose a lot of weight for the role like kind of any kind of bodily transformation yeah um they seem very impressed with but in Mary Queen of Scots too Margot Robbie plays Queen Elizabeth and she they make her up to look like I mean as hideous as you can make Margot Robbie look. yes which is, like not <laughs> very hideous she's still gorgeous um but it's another sort of vanity free performance yes where um you can tell she's trying to establish herself as a more serious actress
0: mm-hmm.
1: which she should she's incredible I actually am a huge fan of of hers I think she's a great actress yeah she is great like I Tanya, we could do a whole episode on that. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we totally could. That mm-hmm. yeah. I had actually forgot that that was the same person. Like
1: <laughs> Well, there you go. She's yeah, an incredible actor. She's... Very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's about it. I'm sure there were other great movies with unlikable female characters this year if any of our listeners want to uh, hit us up on Twitter and tell you know tell us what your favorites were, maybe we can talk about them in another episode. Yeah, definitely um yeah i think that's it for this week and we have a couple interviews coming up for our next few episodes we have mindy mcginnis um author of many books but her latest is called heroine so we'll have her on our next episode and then after that we will have amina akhtar who is the author of hashtag fashion victim which we talked about in our holiday gift guide episode we're really excited about that i actually haven't wendy interviewed her and i haven't listened to it yet no i haven't either excited to listen to it too (laughs) yeah All right, well, that's it for the show. Thank you. Bye. That's it for this episode of Unlikable Female Characters. Don't forget to subscribe, and you can also follow us on Twitter at unlikablefcpod for updates, book recommendations, and angry feminist rants. Our website is unlikablefemalecharacters.com, and we're also on Instagram at unlikablefemalecharacters. Thanks for listening.